Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. While we're on our way to Pilshire, we may as well pop over there and give it a look-see. I'd be really surprised if the crystals were still there, Shaba. You arrive at Pilshire, you see no crystals remaining. Maybe we should ease on down the road to the next town. Pilshire was as far as we went the last time we were here. You approach the town, you don't hear or see any activity. You can just make out a woman's face behind the shutters. Who are you? Why are you here? We just want to talk. You can stay in the house. Pray tell, what's your name, my lady? My name is Iris. We come bearing grave news. There are other towns nearby that have suffered the same fate, and you may be coming under the effects of the spell that's making you sick, and eventually it will kill you. I've lived here my whole life. I grew up here. I don't want to leave. We do recommend that you head west, but of course, on our way back, we will check for you, and if you're still here, we'll bring you with us. In the meantime, Shaba, lend me one of your arrows. I'm going to uh, tie a business card to it, and then you are going to fire it <laughs> at her window. Uh, no, 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 no. Let's not no. do that. Let's, um, let's leave our business card in front of her door so that oh. she can come out and get it uh, as, as she wishes. At, at, her, at her leisure. Yeah. That makes more sense. So we do that. And we'll leave our information, our names, and our uh, favorite colors, <laughs> and <laughs> so that she can know who we are. We actually leave her a copy of the contract <laughs> <laughs> yeah. on her doorstep. In case you'd like to join the company, here you go. Just Xerox that. We're the AAA team. Um, yeah, just in case it's you need to know. mound of paperwork on her porch. <laughs> Submit these uh, back to HR when you have completed them. <laughs> yeah, right, when you've right. all the appropriate signatures. <laughs> yeah, to review and initial each page twice. Don't forget a copy of your resume and three references. <laughs> Professional, please. <laughs> your social security card and your three most recent pay stubs. <laughs> uh, so, guys, um, good news. We may have just found the clue we were looking for, and our next employee. Uh, <laughs> that to that too. Uh, what, what do you well, mean? I don't know if she would pay us to escort her around, out of her house. We're, we're away from her now, right? Iris can't hear us anymore. Yeah, we can. We we back away. Okay. So okay. I don't think she'd pay us to help her out of the city. It sounds like she's pretty headstrong and would try to find her own way. But maybe she'd pay us to find her kids. She's an old woman who lives alone in an abandoned town. I'm not really worried about her paying us anything to help her. Hey, you know, that's true, Shab. I mean, of course, I'm going to think that way. And Aslo, I'm sure, is going to be curious if there's money to be made here. But you're right. We could do the right thing. Yeah. Aslo is a, is a money grubber, but even he has his limits. Okay, good. Yeah. Oh, well, you're supposed to have limits? Gotcha. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I think we can just be nice for the sake of being nice. Um, but allow me to uh, show you our clue and we walk out of town to the bridge and we look at the river and we look at the river yeah i wanted to get a sample of that i was going to ask if we could get a sample of the river water up until now we've been following the road now we have a river and it's tainted you're right so we follow the river so we follow the river through the woods to grandmother's house we go 
Bingo! <laughs> to grandmother's house. That's right. So the cultists have a grandmother, and the grandmother is, is responsible the for all of this. Yes, it's the, all her. The legends are true. They spoke of this grandmother. Mystery solved. <laughs> the legend of grandma. It has come to pass. It was a riddle from my ancestors passed down. <laughs> Wasn't there more to this mystery, though? I, I remember the children's rhyme. There was. There was a children's rhyme, which, which we'll have uh, to... Uh, yes, yes. How did it go? Over the river, through the woods, to grandmother's house we go. Uh, pudding pie and um, dumpling, uh, something like that? I don't know. I just made that part up. Uh, pudding pie... Well, so wait, are we going to follow the river or are we going over the river? Uh, we're going to follow the river. Hmm. Yeah. Through some woods. Through some woods. It's the only thing to do. We go. So first we investigate. Okay, when you reach the bridge, you look down in the water, and the flow seems to be significantly lower than the banks of the river would indicate. So it's either it could just be at a low season or something else is keeping it that way. But when you look at the water itself, it looks especially dark and seems to be flowing slowly. Oh, it's viscous? It's... Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. All right, we've found it, boys. This is what we've been looking for. This is the pay dirt. Yeah. All right, so I hand the other end of the rope to Aslo and Shaba, and I'm going to have them lower me off the side of the bridge to get that sample. Mm. Mission Impossible style? Yeah, yeah, and I got the vial. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we totally do that. That's awesome. (laughs) Should I make a Mission Impossible check? Do it. Mission Impossible check. Do it. Just a luck roll. <laughs> uh, what stat is this? Acrobatics? Uh, acrobatics. And we'll make, Bra- yeah, Aslo sure. and I will make strength checks, and so will Stripey. Okay, I got a 13. Oh, <laughs> I got an 8 on my strength check. <laughs> I got a 9. Was I, like, fully armored as we did this, maybe? Oh, yeah, totally. Because we, di- we definitely didn't think it through enough to, like, let you take your armor off. <laughs> Sorry, I got a 10, technically. And we guess the distance from the bridge to the water. After we tie you up, we, like, wrap the rope around you a few times. And then when you jump off, it, like, <laughs> uncoils. And then <laughs> you, like, spring spinning. right above it, right at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Your nose is dangling, like, right above the water. Like, yeah. The rope just goes... <laughs> oh, man. And snaps your back in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's a good idea? <laughs> so, yeah, I got a 10 on my strength check. Okay. All right, well... With two people holding him, I mean, I think you can do a decent job of holding his weight. Yeah, he's probably fine. Plus, we can just say the code word, the rune word, on the rope pouch, which I assume we're using. Oh, of course. Mm -hmm. That's what I handed you guys, because I was in possession of the rope, was I not? I think Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. So I handed you guys the rope tied around myself, and then then you coiled me up and tried to bungee cord me off the... You just pushed me off the side of the bridge. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think this is the first time we've gone off-off-road. Well, aside from the mine. Yes. But I was curious what actually transpired, because that was all, like, in our heads. What actually happened? <laughs> you just walk down the riverbank and scoop some up and then come no, back. No, 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 no. <laughs> That would be the easy way to do it. <laughs> yeah. but <laughs> We can't do things the easy way. It would be too smart. Okay, so, sure, they'll dangle you over the edge of the bridge and lower you down as you reach down with the vial. This is possibly your last one? I think so. Probably. Also, some of them got smashed, so it, it must be my last one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, my half of my kit is destroyed. We'll say this is your last one. Okay. 
We better not find anything else interesting, or I'm going to be really upset. <laughs> You'll have to start throwing away your samples. Dumping them out, yeah. You dip it in the water, and it kind of fills up. It's not nearly as bad as it was in the well that you sampled, or the first well. <clears throat> well, it's not stagnant. This is flowing even if it's flowing at a slower rate. Yes. Wait, it's not congealing. It's, let's see, what's a good real-world liquid to compare it to? Mashed potatoes. <laughs> no? Uh, okay. Not quite. Maybe like uh, low-grade or like organic oil, like motor oil? Partially. Uh, yeah, oil is probably oil, good. At least yeah. that, that thickness to it, it's not quite that black or anything. Mm. It still looks mostly like water, but it definitely is flowing a lot more like oil. I was going to say partially congealed jello, like after it's been sitting in the fridge for just like 10 or 15 minutes. <laughs> But then that just brings up bad memories of Bill Cosby, who's still mm. out there at large. <laughs> he didn't find him in the mine. Wait, Wait in the what? mine? What? Yeah, remember Bill Cosby was the, the end boss of the mine. Because of the jellies that he sent after us? That was a couple episodes ago. Yeah, yeah, I remember that, sort of. Sort of remember that. We fought the mushroom, and then the puddle next to Tokus oh, started waking up, and it was okay. a jelly. All right, so we take the sample and we follow, we head off the road and we follow the river into the wilderness. But first, uh, if you guys are okay with it, I'd like to spend 10 minutes and then uh, cast Detect Magic. Good idea. So I'll first scan the river um, to see if we can find crystals or traces of them. And then I'll scan the town a little bit too. And uh, <clears throat> in order to, to cast this, with your guys' backs turned, I'll start singing. I'm detecting magic in the air. That's about all I got. So I'll, I'll cast Detect Magic. <laughs> okay, so you cast Detect Magic, and you get this magical sense of the whole river just kind of... Glowing. Yeah, just glowing with its own magical force, or with traces of it. That's what we thought. There is no way of knowing... From whence this river's river flowing. River is flowing. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll surely be going in the direction of... Without knowing. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> you already said that. So, yes, the whole river has this aura of necromantic magic around it. Sean's just munching on some mac and cheese or something. Yeah, that was your line. You missed your line, Sean. Last, I don't know the song. <laughs> it's, it's from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, bruh. I haven't seen it in years. I oh, the yeah, river. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know what you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, that's when they're on the boat or whatever. Yep, yep. The, the flume, the, the raft. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, I just read a really interesting article the other day that talked about how <clears throat> the um, that movie was like a a um, correlation between that and uh, Dante's Inferno, where like each of the kids has their own like addiction or their own sin, and um, like they each get a completely consumed by it. Is that did Roald Dahl write the original story with that intent? Oh, I don't know, but the the author of the article was asserting that this was. Hmm. Um, I do not know the story of Dante's Inferno. I've never, never. I'm not familiar. Yeah, with it. The, and they they just talked about like at each. There's like the seven levels of hell, and at mm -hmm. each one, it's like you know different punishments for for like the seven mm -hmm. deadly sins. I think so. Okay. So Willy Wonka would be Satan in that scenario? Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he's taking us through a tour of seven layers of candy hell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I totally yeah, yeah. believe that. 
Except, yeah, except instead of a hellish landscape, it's just like a children's wonderland, you know? Well, mm. they were trying to, I mean, they were trying to invoke values in the children that watched the movie, right? Like, gluttony, right. the the girl ended up like a blueberry, and yeah, yeah, what yeah, the other sins they did. and gluttony, and, yeah, all that right. stuff. Right, greed. Gr- greed was the boy, right, other than Charlie? Yeah, there's Augustus Gloop. Well, there was the girl who sang the song, you know, I want it all, I want the whole yeah, world. Yeah, right. right, she was greed. Augustus Gloop was was uh, gluttony, mm-hmm. and then Avarice, uh, yeah. Violet was also gluttony because she yeah. ate the bubble gum. Yep. And the kid who watched a lot of TV was also gluttony. It's probably sloth. Sloth. Yeah. sloth. Yeah, it's probably yeah. sloth. Yeah, yeah. lazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Interesting and, stuff. And Charlie. Ooh, what was if we could work in some of the deadly sins into our story? Char- <laughs> yeah. Charlie was God. Char- Charlie was lying. <laughs> He was dishonesty. That's oh, yeah. one of the seven deadly sins, isn't it? No, it's not. But not he was. Deceit? Something Maybe. like that. I don't know the seven deadly sins by heart. I don't pay attention to them. <laughs> L- okay, lust. Let's see. Lust, mm. gluttony, sloth, wrath. Oh, yeah, wrath. Um, pride. pride. Thank yeah, you, pride. Avarice. avarice well, that's isn't... greed. Avarice, Av- is avarice greed. pride, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Greed. Uh, and and um, envy. envy. Envy, yeah, envy. Yeah. Gotta have envy. Just think Full Metal Alchemist. Envy. Do you say that's also in Full Metal Alchemist? Is that what you said? But, yeah, all the homunculi here, the seven deadly uh, sins. Did you not watch Full Metal? <laughs> I watched the first few episodes, and Okay, it's a great if you show, don't watch but... Full Metal, we can't be friends, bro. It's like <laughs> one of my favorite shows. Yeah, I've always thought that just the name of that show sounded so freaking cool, but yeah. I've never watched it. You never it's watched a good, it? It's a good so, one. so Thane would probably recommend something different. I would recommend watching the original, but Thane would probably recommend Brotherhood, wouldn't you, Thane? I haven't seen Brotherhood. I saw the original really? on TV. Like you didn't see Brotherhood? So, so, okay, so Brotherhood follows the canon of the manga almost exactly. A little bit of filler. And then the original anime was finished before the manga finished, so they had to come up with their own ending. Mm, like hmm. Game of Thrones. So, mm-hmm. Interesting. Sort of. I wouldn't recommend watching it with your significant other, though, because, like, especially the original just, like, takes your heart, rips it out, and puts <laughs> it back in, like, backwards. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. I love stuff journey. like that. <laughs> no, it's yeah. good stuff, and they do go through the different uh, sins and basically how war is really screwed up. Basically, Japan's take on World War Two, right, Thane? Uh, Allegory, I guess. Like the Ishbalan War, like they basically killed them because their skin was different and they had natural resources that they wanted. It's great. It's really I rec- highly recommend it. All right, all right. Well, on that note, yeah, let's head into the wilderness. <laughs> So you start hiking up the river. Do you care to say whether you crossed or stay on the side that you came up on? Uh, why don't we cross the bridge and go up that side? Unless, if we look ahead, does either side look particularly uh, worse than the other, as far as no, the terrain? it looks the same. Okay. Yeah, let's cross the river then, so we're at least on the other side of it. Yeah, we do have to go over the river and then through the woods. <laughs> right, yeah, that's, that's... We should find some kind of house. In order for the uh, prophecy to come true. <laughs> yes. This is definitely something I would have learned in my Bard's College days. Let me see if I can mm. recall it. Uh, over the river and through the wood to Grandmother's house we go. The horse knows the way to carry the sleigh... Through the white and drifted snow. We're going to go north enough to find snow? So we need to find a metaphorical horse and a metaphorical sleigh and then metaphorical snow. Okay. 
Hmm. Keep your eyes peeled, boys. Um, I like the direction you were going before. Over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go with coconut pie. That's a second verse. With coconut pie, the children will die if they drink <laughs> the water that flows. I like that one. <laughs> is that really a verse? It's this situation because the river is tainted. Uh, do we have coconuts in this universe? <laughs> so you're heading south along the river and you notice that you're hearing very little wildlife in the surroundings. Oh, hmm. no. Hmm. It's quiet. Too quiet. Too quiet. Right. Like, you hear occasional large animals or larger ones, like a distant bird or some rustling in the bushes from maybe like a deer that you see off in the distance. Mm. But you're not hearing any of the you know, summer insects and such that you would expect hmm. in this sort of season and terrain. You camp for the evening... And the next day, the forest itself begins to show signs of this decay. Hmm. It almost looks like it's turning to autumn or winter here in some parts, because the leaves are falling, there's different dead and dying trees everywhere. Decay. Like, the land shows signs of decay. Hmm. Yes. And it has that kind of autumn smell of rotting leaves. And is it autumn yet? Uh, no, it's like late summer now. Yeah. So it's similar to like what we saw outside of Pilshire where the grass was sort of turning brown and everything just kind of seems blighted. Yes, it reminds you of that area. This doesn't look good, guys. Are we sure we want to keep going? I think that's the reason why we have to keep going. Okay, so let's assume our march order because I'm feeling a little nervous. Mm, okay. Have your weapons drawn, boys. Yeah. Weapons drawn, I'll take the lead. I don't think if we went back and told Rice and Clouden about this that he would be the slightest bit alarmed. I think we have to go on by ourselves. I think it's up to us. Time to take matters into our own hands. Mm -hmm. It's around 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and Tokus, you spot up ahead in the water what looks like a body floating there, what? brushed up against the edge of the river. Is, is it obviously dead? Uh, looks that way. It's just um, floating... Face down? Kind of face down in the water. I take a stick and I poke it with the stick. <laughs> <laughs> this is up in the distance he sees this first? Yeah, I see it in the distance. Oh, okay, so. it's off in the distance. I find a really long stick. <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you want to tell uh, us about it? Yeah, I'll tell the uh, other two about it. Guys, there's some... There's a, there's a body. Uh, do you see it? What? I didn't over even there. notice that over there. Should we investigate? Uh, yeah. Let's do that. Does it look just hu humanoid, or d is it definitely human? Can we tell? You can't see details, but it looks human in size and shape. Okay. Keep your weapons drawn, and uh, I'll, I'll keep a lookout as... Um, I mean, we'll, we'll all go forward toward the body, but I'll, I'll keep a lookout while you guys are investigating. Okay. Yeah, it may be only mostly dead. We approach with caution. You slowly tiptoe your way towards the body. It looks like it's wearing a woodsman's outfit that you'd expect to see out here. So lots of rough tanned leather and burlap and wool and so on. Does he have plaid? Like, I'm thinking lumberjack. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Just he looks like a woodsman from his outfit. So, as you get closer, you pick up a stick, Tokus. Oh, I'm still going to poke it, for sure. <laughs> test the, the squishiness to know how long he's been this way. As you reach your stick forward, 
it lunges upwards, oh. pushes its hands against the ground, and starts reaching up for you <gasps> to grab the stick out of your hand. Oh. And let's uh, roll initiative. Holy <laughs> crap. Uh, seven. Eleven. Sixteen. Is it a zombie? This creature does seem to be decayed, much like the other zombies that you've seen. However, it seems as if there's some sort of, perhaps, spark of intelligence remaining in it. And it also seems to be moving more quickly than the others that you've seen so far. It, you say? Well, he... Okay. Uh, well, should we try communicating with it? Yes. Who, who's first? Eslo? Yes. Uh, you, you are. Um, excuse me, sir. My name's Shaba. I'm born of Crag and Thunder. How are you today? Uh, <laughs> please don't hurt us, because we don't want to hurt you. It lets out a low snarl as it still tries to scramble for the branch that Tokus is holding. Have you entered into a personal relationship with the Ramlord? <laughs> Let me tell you all about him. Uh, I shoot him. <laughs> Do you mark him too? Dang it! I rolled a one and I miss. Uh, <laughs> uh, but but Shaba, don't you normally do the the crosshairs thing, the marking? Uh, yeah, I do. I will. I'm not so sure that I want to kill this guy, but I guess if he doesn't talk back, then we will. Yeah, I'll, I'll hunters mark him. Okay. Tokus. Hmm. I drop the stick, and I'm going to unsheath my rapier. And I'm going to attempt to talk to the zombie as well. <laughs> you already had your rapier out, I believe. Yeah, oh, I did. Yeah, okay, did. well, I dropped the stick. And I say, listen to me. You probably zombified you, man, <laughs> human. I know how to use this thing, even though I definitely don't know how to use this thing. But I know how to use this thing, and you're going to tell us why you're this way and <laughs> why you're trying to eat us. What happened to you, man? Why are you this way? And I, I give him a warning blow. Can I roll, can I roll for my warning blow? <laughs> Talk to warning me. Warning attack. Sure. My warning attack. Okay. Uh, 18. Hit. All right. All right. Well, I, was, I was trying to be a warning, but I, I actually hit. Ideal seven. Okay, with your lack of confidence in how you're swinging your sword or stabbing with it, you accidentally aim closer than you intended to and stab it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 damage. Tell us who you work for, and then you like lose your bargaining chip by actually like hurting the person. <laughs> I, I meant to do that. <laughs> it's okay, Tokus. So it, or he, the creature, the zombie thing, <laughs> says ow. It growls a little bit, and you think you can just sort of make out some human-sounding cries of pain, uh-huh. as if it can still actually feel something, but it's not any real words still. Why are you doing this? And then he grabs the sword with one hand as he reaches forward and clubs you hard across the face for 13 points of damage. Jeez. That would have killed me before I leveled up. <laughs> Oh, don't do that. Wow. Stop being mean. It's now Aslo's turn. Do I hear him sort of make human-esque noises? Sounds like he's kind of struggling to speak, but just can't say any real words. Sleep him. You can sleep him, can't you? Oh, you're right. Um, Does that work on undead? 
Oh. Is see. he technically undead? We don't that's, know. <laughs> that is the question. <laughs> yeah, undead would be uh, immune. But, so, what's going through Aslo's head is, like, he's probably affected by the spell plague, but he's not quite turned yet. He's, like, in a, some weird mid-middle phase. Hmm. So he's not quite a not not yet a girl not not yet a woman you know um, <laughs> he's only mostly undead yeah exactly he's part man part zombie yeah part machine part scared I bet oh so he's like in the middle of turning is maybe what's going on yeah here. in other words yeah. he's like in the process of it there's still a spark of human life left in him yeah so. Um, well, Aslo, you're no stranger to killing humans, so... <laughs> hey, get out of my internal monologue, Shaba. <laughs> uh, Did we write down the ingredients to that vinegar drink that Ezric made me, or no? You never told us, right, the ingredients? Oh, yeah, the cure say we could, like, mix that up and try to, like, no. slow his mm, turning. Slow his roll. Get some information out of him, at least. Yeah, shucks. If this person is at least still partially human, maybe sleep we will... We can't kill uh, it. We'll work on him. So, yeah. I'm going to try casting sleep. Uh, 5d8. All right. You have to roll higher than his HP, right? Current mm-hmm. HP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, a 7 and 8 and a 2. So, that's 17. That's two more. A 5 and a 4. 9. 26. 26 total? Yep. It doesn't seem to have any effect on him. Uh, You're not sure whether he's just too strong or if he's undead. Mm. Yeah, too far gone, perhaps. Rats. Well, I guess with my uh, bonus action then, I'll just um, pat Shaba on the shoulder and give him a bardic inspiration and say, that was the best thing I could think of. Uh, Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, thank you for the words of encouragement. I will be sure to use them when it is most appropriate. Shaba, it's your turn? Like right now. Uh, I take a shot and see if it's appropriate to use those words. Uh, an 18. That hits. Okay. With the hunter's mark, it's a 13 damage. All right, so your arrows shoot straight into his gut somewhere. <laughs> you know, it flies clean through into the water behind him. He mumbles in pain and surprise, but doesn't stop doing what he's doing. Tuckus? Okay, well, I'm going to try to talk to him one more time. We didn't want to hurt you, but you did hit me in the face. Um, Before we kill you, did you know an iris from the town of... What was the name of the town again? Pendlebrook? Pendle something? Pendlehaven? Uh, Edelburn. Edelburn. Did you know an iris from Pendleburn? Edelburn. Edelburn. All right, let me try again. Did you know an <laughs> iris from Edelburn? But before we kill you. Give me, actually, just an insight check. I think that sure. would be more appropriate. I roll a six. You're not sure if there's any real response to that. You can't make it out in all of his awkward movements and struggling. It's frustrating, because it, it, if you're making me roll, that makes it sound like there was some information to be garnered from this beast. <laughs> mm. Yeah, could uh, Shaba or I detect any? I guess you can try, sure. All right. 
A 12. I got a 10. So, Aslo, you think he might have responded to the name of Iris? Hmm. But if so, it was very subtle. He pauses for a split second and then continues on with his grasping and swinging. Well, I'm going to finish my turn here. Well, if we knew how to turn you back from being a zombie, we (laughs) certainly would. Sorry, my man. And I try to finish him off with my rapier. Tokus, I think there was a flicker of a response in there. He's too far gone, Aslo. We don't have a way to turn him back, do we? Do you want to put him in a cage and drag him back to... (laughs) Drag him back home? I, I don't know. I can't think of a good solution. I'm just saying there might be some humanity left in him yet. All right, I'll do something different then. I'm going to do something that's going to leave me vulnerable, potentially. I will go to stab my rapier into his foot into the ground. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice. Okay. Hold on. I rolled a 20 just now. Ooh. Oh, you rolled nice. a natural 20? A natural 20. Heck yeah! <laughs> so something right. has to happen. Dude, that's awesome. That is fantastic. <laughs> so... You pull your sword out of his chest where it currently is, turn it upside down, and stab directly down through the boot foot and into the soil. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I suppose you let your sword go and back up a bit? Yeah. We're going to talk this through. So Does that maybe subdue him for a little bit? Yeah. It looks like he's, at the moment at least, held in place exactly where he is. He looks down at the sword and grabs at the handle to try to start pulling out. Oh, wow. So we have a little bit of time? So okay. who knows? Yeah. What did you want to do, Aslo? We couldn't even save Iris. You want to save this half-zombie? When you said the Iris's name, he paused for just a moment. Didn't you see it? I, I was too busy thinking about where I was going to stab him. Oh, That's well. why I put my sword in his foot, because you told me to stop. And, I mean, you are my employer. And I was mad that he hit me in the face. I don't know. I don't know what to do with him. I just think that there's something left in him that is not quite the undead. Well, if there's anybody in this party that's going to get it out of him, it's you. Hmm, perhaps you're right. You gotta think fast, because I want my sword back. Alright, let me try talking to him a bit. You can see he's grabbing the hilt and starting to pull, but you shoved it in pretty hard. You know, Tokus, I've said it before. I think I've said it before, but I'll say it again. You're better with that thing than you give yourself credit for. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thanks, Shaba. So I turn to the guy and I say... Listen, I can tell that there's some humanity left inside you, and we want to help you if we can. We don't, we don't want to kill you if we don't have to. I could tell that you recognize that name, Iris. We were just in that town, just a few towns over, and we spoke to Iris ourselves. She's alive. She's, she's uh, survived. If there's any humanity left in you, please let us know. Say something to us. Anything. We're going to do the fairies thing, and we softly begin chanting, Iris, 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 in unison. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go ahead and try to use my uh, diplomat ability. So make a persuasion check, uh, contested by their insight check, if he has one. And that's to charm someone? Yeah, to charm them. Uh, So that would be a 13. No, it's not to charm them. It's to let them know that you're on their side. Right. <laughs> and that if they turn on me, I will destroy them. <laughs> I mean, we did engage in combat with him, so we need to convince him that we're reasonable. We're only acting in self-defense. As everyone's talking and you keep on saying the names over and over again, he starts to stop pulling so hard on the sword. 
and just loosens his grip until eventually he's just kind of standing there sullenly. I turn and look back at you guys, like, amazed and surprised. Uh, what do we do now? The Damage Guild Podcast. Proudly fueled by the blood of our enemies. Hey everybody, what's up? It's Brian here, the man behind the voice and the mind and the conscience. Uh, maybe, okay, maybe a lack thereof, but uh, I'm the person behind Aslo. Um, first of all, thank you again so much for listening. The fact that you're still with us really does mean a lot to us, and we would love to hear from you. So if you want to reach out to us, you can do so on social media. Or a more direct way would be through our email, guild at thedamageguild.com. Please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you guys. Ask us questions or give us feedback or whatever it is. Let us know how we're doing. We really, really appreciate that. And as much as we love playing this game and putting this stuff out there, it's connecting with people that makes this more special to us, more important. We know that there are so many people out there who play and or love D&D and other RPGs, and we want to get our voices in front of their ears. Is that a thing? We want people to know about us. So it would be incredibly helpful if you could go onto player.fm and subscribe to our show there. It doesn't really require much on your end. You just go to player.fm, search the Damage Guild. We are slowly climbing the ranks, and every subscription brings us closer to the forefront which allows other people to find us more easily. Anyway, that's all for now. Thank you guys again so much for listening. We love you. You're our best friends. Now back to the show. This is the Damage Guild Podcast. Yeah, great. Now what? Like, I want my sword back. <laughs> I kind of lower I lower my bow a little bit, and uh, I say, if you still have the capacity to speak at all, please say something. Tell us who you are. Should I speak? Like, uh, Jeff? Jan- Jan- Joe? <laughs> uh, okay, uh, two words, one, uh, three syllables. <laughs> sounds uh, like. Sounds like. <laughs> uh, oh, it's a movie title. Movie title, right? Oh, um, uh, Titanic. <laughs> Shaba, why would he be named after a, a theatrical? <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Endeavor? That was stupid. Uh, keep going. What's a movie? It's a book. <laughs> uh, news newspaper article. Is it a play? It doesn't seem like he can. He can quite say mm. anything clearly, but something. Uh, something's on the tip repeating something like that on the tip of that tongue of his hmm if only we could suss it out so the only way to help him would be to find to have some kind of cure like the one Ezric had but we don't have the formula hmm we don't know if Ezric's cure would work on someone that's that far gone yeah Yeah. or is he in the same um is he in the same boat that Wilm or I'm sorry that Dillard was in Dying Dillard Dying Dillard is he yeah. really, really far gone because of some influence that's happening around here? Is it the water itself in the river, or are there crystals nearby? 
that have put him this maybe maybe he was in Pilshire and he escaped just like in the nick of time or he's been wandering away from Pilshire and slowly gaining back his humanity the only thing that I can think of that we could possibly do and this is a real long shot like this would deserve like another critical 20 would be there might still be some minor traces of the cure-all that Ezric used on me in my bloodstream it's the only thing I can think of but what if he is wandering away from Pilshire and it's coming back to him like it did to Dillard? Coming back to him? Yeah, Dillard got better as we went further away from Pilshire. What if the same thing's happening to him? Oh, the, his, yeah, he's improving. Gotcha. So if we got him away from the blight? Yeah, if we gave him some time. Okay, well, I don't think your idea is going to work, so I'm going to go ahead and get out what's left of my alchemy kit and begin to uh, extract some blood from near where I was cured on my chest. All right. <laughs> I'm going to do that. If you want to go to extremes, I'm not going to stop you. It's worth a shot. I mean, we're still learning how this whole thing works, right? I mean, that was a really long time since I was cured, so there's no guarantee that any of that medicine remains in me. It's been about two weeks, I think. Yeah, so it's been a long time, but maybe if I mm. scrape and extract the blood from my chest. Like I said, it's a long shot, Chaba. I can Scrape try. out the inside of your chest cavity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's the half-life of Eye of Newt in the gnome body? Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so painfully, I will scrape and draw blood from my wound site. Do I have to roll for this or anything? In the interest of your own wound site also, as you're looking at it, and since it hasn't come up for a while, it looks like it's almost completely healed. There's still kind of a light scar where the shard itself was embedded, but none of the like, spreading veininess to it or anything. Hmm. So it looks relatively normal, just a scar now, almost? Yeah. It begins to pulse. All right, so I cut at my scar. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have any vials left, but... Yeah, so I dump out, uh, I think the <laughs> least important vial at this point is the original water sample, like from way, like way, way, way back. That one? From the well... From the well that you went down into? Mm-hmm. From, like, episode, like, six? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm going to dump out. Okay. So you're taking tissue from the healed wound from mm -hmm. the crystal. Are we, yeah. are we discovering, are we at the dawn of stem cell research? <laughs> I, be I believe we are. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So I harvest a sample from myself. I thought this was a good idea until I started doing it, guys. This hurts a lot. It's okay. You're fine. You're okay. Keep going. It's all right. First off, you're going to take two points of damage. Okay. Because you're kind of digging at a sensitive area. Yep. And you're I, hey, I still have plenty of life points. Blood damage. And then I'm going to have you make first an intelligence check with your alchemist kit proficiency. That's 20. I rolled a 15, but you're giving me a plus five, essentially. Okay. And then, if you want to do something with that, like, embed it into him or something, is that what you're going for? Uh, I mean, I was probably going to try to... We probably have to have Shaba, because you're tall enough, open up his jaw, and then we pour it in. I was just assuming you'd dump it on his head or something. No, it needs to get directly into his system. We either need to inject it or have him drink it. Maybe, uh, pour it into one of his already existing wounds. He does have those. I don't really want to get close without your help, guys. You're probably going to have to hold him steady. All right. I can, uh, I can talk him down. So, like, a grappling check? Yeah, here's what we do. So, Aslo, will e Aslo and I will each approach him from one side, right? And mm -hmm. we'll, we'll each 
go chant Iris. Yeah, Iris. As <laughs> as we're chanting Iris, and we'll each grab one of his arms and pull them behind his back to restrain him. But we will we will approach slowly, cautiously, without our weapons in hand, and let him know that we are trying to help. It, since he does he does indeed seem to be charmed by me, um, he won't attack me. Can't attack or target the charmer with harmful effects. Oh, you were successful in the charming. Based on how he reacted, we think there might he might be charmed. But either way, let's go with your plan, Shaba. Okay. Yeah. In any case, we want to make sure that he knows, like we're just holding him back to make sure that for for everyone's safety, and we're going to try to help as best we know how. Which is, I won't say this, but not at all. <laughs> all right. So as soon as you touch his arms, he starts to thrash around a little bit. But given a few seconds, and you gently pulling his arms back, he goes limp again. And just hmm. lets you hold him. Hmm. All right, Tokus. So you said something about making another roll. What's the purpose of this roll? Just if it's successful, or...? Um, I was going to have you make a medicine check. Uh, okay. Um, I'm not very good at medicine, so I, I kind of wink, wink over at Aslo. I'm holding his arm. What do you want me to do? I'm not good at medicine either. I have a plus zero. I have a plus two in medicine. I was going to say, moments like this, you normally tell me I'm beautiful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. we could switch. I have a higher strength than Shaba. We could have Shaba do the thing. Yeah, I was going to say, I have a plus two in medicine and a bardic inspiration that I have not used yet. I hand the vial to Shaba. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, I release the arm and I say, yeah, we've we've done this slightly wrong, uh, but we're <laughs> making adjustments. Please don't be alarmed. And then I attempt to do the thing. Yep, I heard two dice, so I imagine it was relevant. Yep. <laughs> uh, so I rolled a nine on the d20 and a six on the d6. So that nice. is a total of 17. So I guess you take your best guess and aim towards the wounds in his chest as you're trying to kind of dump the vial in there and somehow mix <laughs> the blood because that's always a good thing. Didn't we just have him talk about mixing <laughs> yes. and how oh, yeah. it's not supposed to happen? <laughs> Let's not repeat that discussion. Yeah, this is a shot in the dark to, to at best. Well, it's got. Didn't we also use pieces of my wound? Like I thought, I it was a flesh and blood sample. Yeah. Yeah. So you're just kind of mixing it yeah. around, mushing so it gross. around. You just shove it in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. You insert the mixture and apply some sort of bandage to it to hold it all together. <laughs> I, I look away as I'm like retching. <laughs> Try to hold it in and then look back and I'm smiling. <laughs> Everything's okay. We're fine. <laughs> You're like trying to hold back some puke. <laughs> Aside from his kind of squirming as you're doing all of this, he's not making any significant moves and you're not sure if it has any real effect. Mm. I was afraid of that. If it does anything, it'll probably take a while, right, Tokus? Right, so we would have to get him out of the blight. Would be that's what Shaba was saying. We do so now. We'd have to move him out of the, away from the crystal's influence. Yeah, well, unless he already is. Um, I ask him. How, okay, this is a yes or no question, so you should be able to just shake your head or nod. Are you getting better, or are you getting worse? Are you getting better? How is he supposed to know that, Shaba? Well, because he knows whether he's whether he's been bad or good like he knows whether he's okay. he's losing his humanity or gaining it back he should be able to tell that right to some degree he slowly just shakes his head back and forth 
Okay, and I say, are you getting worse? Yeah, he nods slowly. He nods. Oh, yeah. no. That's, I mean, that's my suggestion. If you, want, if you want to help him the most, we'd have to get him to an alchemist's mm-hmm. guild. Someone more skilled in this stuff than me. Right. And, or, it, I mean, we're still in a blighted area, Shaba. Look around you. Mm-hmm. So we'd, we'd have to take him, at least, the best we could do is take him somewhere the Crystal's influence isn't at, and then even better would be you'd have to take him to, to someone like Ezra who'd know a cure-all of sorts. What if we give him a note and tell him to go and see Iris? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, seriously, what 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 are there... S- I, I thought you were going to say give him a note, like, written from us that he should travel all the way to, <laughs> to Ezra. No, no, no. Say, um, we'll give him... Because uh, there was no blight in Iris's village that we saw. It started once we headed into the wilderness... So we give him a note from us, because she has our names. We left her a business card. <clears throat> give her a note. Give him a note. Tell him to leave this, um, to go to the next town. We'll give him directions, and then have him go on his way and get as far away from this blight as he can. And then if he encounters Iris, then at least she'll know what's up with him and hopefully be able to help him in some way. I don't know if I like this idea, Shaba. We don't know how human he is and how zombie he is. What if what if he just ends up attacking Iris when he sees her? Correct. If he is zombie, or if he doesn't make it and he turns into a zombie before he reaches her, he'll just start. He'll forget all about it and start wandering off wherever. That's true. But if he retains his humanity long enough, then he'll make it back to the village. And injecting what we just did, that might just give him enough uh, antidote to sort of stay the sickness, get him there, and then he and Iris can escape from there. Yeah. So we'll write Iris a note and say, like, be careful. We don't know how far gone he is. Use caution. So if we want him to have success, just like we want Iris to have success, we would go back and take them both with us home. If we want to press on and see what's going on with the cult, we move forward. So I think we kind of have to make a decision here. Yeah, it's the classic, do you save one life but risk the world? Right. Scenario, right? I mean, we could learn something from seeing if he can be cured, though. We could, but at the same time, we feel like we're running up on a, a timeline here with not knowing what the cult is up to. We know they've someone has taken those crystals back from Pilshire and is probably planning to do something with them. So, like, are we willing to get off of that that timeline and go back for these two people when we're potentially saving thousands? I mean, we could tie them down. We have some spare rope. We can come back for him like we were planning to do with Iris, because my guess is with Iris is she's not going to leave home until we come back. I mean, she might not even then. Yeah. So we could tie him down, we could tie him up, put him in a trap, you know. I don't think that, I think giving him his best chance is letting him go, letting him free, telling him which direction to go in and seeing if he can escape this before it takes him over. That town was still blighted, Shaba. Right, but him him staying here is the is the worst possible thing because this is still an area of blight. It might still be being affected, which means he'll only get worse. If we send him back that way, then he not only has a chance to pick up Iris, but then they can both go to an area that isn't blighted, and if, with any luck, like Dying Dillard, he'll recover. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, regardless, you were going to have to put a note on him. Right. And you're going to have to explain to Iris, hey, we found this half-zombie, half-man. <laughs> Sounds like his name is Jeb or something. <laughs> or Jeb yeah. or John. We're not sure. And he's, he acts like he knows you because he responded to your name and your your town. I mean, all right, so we, you better get to writing. No, I think all of that's good. That We, we write yeah, exactly yeah. that, ex- everything you've said. Keep going. 
Okay, and then you're going to, like, tack that to his shirt. Right. His chest, yeah, his shirt. And say, please take me somewhere that isn't blighted mm-hmm. so that I can maybe get better. Yeah. Or more specifically, take us, you know, take me back to the net. And have me see the alchemist skilled. Yeah. Okay, you can write all that. My, my interpretation is, if what you guys want to do is this, we're going to go do the mission, maybe come back alive... And then find him wandering around the town, crying, you know, looking for <laughs> Iris. And then we'll take them back to, yeah. to Nanept. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. But you're playing with his life because time is a factor. Right. But I think this gives him his best chance. Yeah. I, I, I think I like your decision. That's basically we're going to go ahead with the mission and hopefully he's going to get better because of what we've done. Mm-hmm. It's forsaking the immediate good. Not even forsaking. It's um, choosing the, yeah, it's for the greater good. It's doing what we can with the resources available to us. It's finding innovative solutions to complex problems. Right, which is our company slogan. Our slogan. Job, a good job for knowing the slogan. You gain a gold star on your, on your chart this week. <laughs> okay, so we write the note, we tack it on his shirt, we tell him which way he needs to go, and I will, um, after I think everything's in place, I'll look at you two and be like, can I have my sword back now? Go for it. We'll... Um, let you get your sword, and then we'll let him go. I make moves f- for drawing my sword out of his foot. You reach over, grab the hilt of the sword, and give it one quick yank. Like a band-aid. Pull it out as quickly as you can. He lets out a groan. Yeah, sorry about that, <clears throat> Jeb. <laughs> sorry, Jeb. Hope you can still walk on that. We wish you the best. Good luck. I give him a little shoulder rub and send him on his way and say... We really yeah. We try to like gently push him in the right direction, <laughs> yeah. going back up the river. It's about all we can do at this point. Yeah, keep going, keep going until you, this you leave this blight behind. Find that village and find Iris. He slowly staggers off and starts walking down, following along the riverside. We watch him go wistfully for a while, and partially to make sure he doesn't turn full zombie and attack us from behind. <laughs> we watch him wistfully until he falls into the river again and drowns. Um, speaking of that gold star from earlier, I'm, uh, I've decided that I'm implementing a uh, gold star system, so each day that you guys uh, do something good, you get a gold star, and at the end of the year, you might get a special prize. <laughs> Uh-huh. What's that? <laughs> well, you'll have to wait and find out. Like a contribution to our non-existent 401k. Yeah, yeah Or exactly. medical plan. <laughs> a 1% matched a contribution. Can we get like an employee of the month kind of thing? But like that can only be Shaba or me or, or <laughs> <Yeah>. Stripey? <laughs> or we could get any of the contractual benefits that have yet to be fulfilled. Or any of the ones that are already there. Huh? Options. Yeah. I'm still waiting for that vacation time. You know... We haven't had a single day off work since we started working for you. Even Ezric gave me time off. We haven't had a single day off since I started working at this company. Yeah. Not even one. Yeah, but but look at this. And I hold up one of those days since last injury thing, and it's got a big zero on it. I'm like, I mean, there's there's that, too, I guess. I, I point at the open wound in my chest. <laughs> oh, yeah, there was a one there, and I like I rub it off and with a wet erase marker, draw, draw a zero on there. Yep. Pretty much every day. Did we do the right thing just now? You may have, we may have sent Iris to her doom. We did the best thing that we could. I think Iris knows enough to, to be safe. She was safe with us, staying in her house and yeah. looking out. Are we going to come back and he's like dead, like she smashed a frying pan over his head? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're just going to have to hope that she knows him by his face. I mean, 
It seemed like he yeah. knew her, so hopefully. All right, let's move on. We do so. So we follow the river of blight. The surroundings just seem to get more and more lifeless as you go. Come nightfall, you see what appears to be the source of the river leading up into a cave set in the side of the wall Mm. here. Like a mountainside? Like a hillside? Sorry, yes. So, you've been following up the river and up the mountain this whole way, and eventually you find that the river leads to a cave, and it seems to be flowing out of the mouth of the cave with a small walkway of dry ground leading alongside of it into the cave. Mm. Okay. Hmm. Uh, well... Light them up, boys. We're going in. Uh, maybe we should rest first? Yeah, we should make camp. I have less than half my health points. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good well, idea. <laughs> why, don't we, why don't we hide over here in the woods and make camp, okay. perhaps? Yeah, let's find the best hiding spot nearby. Oh, have I healed since then? Well, you could have done your second wind to get most True. of that back, probably. Okay, okay. We'll speed this up, then. Yeah. Uh, I will second wind, so that's my... I regain nine health points. Okay. So we'll find a good hide- hiding spot, do a short rest, and then Shabes, if you, uh, Tokus, if you use one of your hit dice to regain hit points, then you'll get the extra from my Song of Rest. So maybe you just want to use that instead of the... Well, he gets the other one back. Oh, after okay. A short rest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So an additional seven life points. Okay. And then nice. a, a D6 from me if you need it. No, I don't need it. I'm, I'm fully healed now. Okay. As you're taking this rest, kind of sitting a short ways away from the mouth of the cave, you see occasional wisps of smoke just kind of come out of the mouth of the cave hmm. and drift off into the air. I didn't know that caves smoked. Huh. <laughs> Strange huh. indeed. Yes. What sorcery does this land hold? This world is full of mysteries. Shall we investigate? Yes. Let's. I've only ever been in non-smoking caves myself, so... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Me too. I don't frequent these sorts of establishments. You can kind of feel, though, that the land around you is starting to take its toll on you as well. That was going to be my question earlier. This climb has seemed particularly rough. We're used to this, though, right? We're used to being this kind of enfeebled. Sort of, yeah. We've, we've done it before. I also check out the water and see if it's grown murkier. Uh, yes, as you have gotten closer and closer to the mouth of this cave, it's getting more sludgy and solid. Hmm. All right. Guys, I think we've done it. I think we've tracked the uh, tracked down the alchemists. The cultists? I mean, the cultists. We've tracked something down. I was going to say the alchemists, I thought, were good people. <laughs> <laughs> of science? For science. I aspire to be one. All right, so we st- we strap on the lights and walk in. What do we see? With your first few steps into the cave, you smell this sort of acrid smell and see little wisps of smoke that are just kind of moving along the ceiling of the cave. It all seems to be coming from farther back, where you can see a purplish glow reflected off of the walls in the distance. Mm. What? Okay, a purple light. Well, guys, I think, yeah, I think we're going to have to go stealth mode for this one. I think you're right. Maybe we're biting off more than we can chew. I mean, there's only the four of us. Yep, we're definitely biting off more than we can chew. So let's start chewing. (laughs) I mean, I feel like we could use 
some backup. Are you asking me to cast Unseen Servant? <laughs> I'm saying we should phone up the king and let him know we found something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Have them handle this. Yeah, I'll just hop on the horn over here and uh, let him know. Yeah, I've got I've got my cell phone right here. Let me just uh, let me dial him up real quick. Our uh, pacifist king, <laughs> who doesn't want to fight, will just tell him to send a legion of his best troops down this way. <laughs> you guys know I'm just being scared, right? Yeah. But oh. as long as you guys are by my side. I think my knees will stop knocking together. Yeah, you're not the only one who's scared. Jeez, I'm terrified. The only other time I've ever seen purple fire was when Thakken threw his little special powders into the tribal flames while we were doing our little ritual dances and stuff. But this is, like, ongoing. Like, we've been watching this flame now for... Purple powder means dark magic. Yeah, for 30 seconds, and it's still purple. So something crazy is going on in there. (laughs) So we stealth. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> You're all holding your dice. Mm-hmm. So, okay, what are your rolls? 16. A 10. 14. And Tokus, you have disadvantage. Yes, oh. I do. Well, that time it was a 10. <laughs> all right, so 16, 10, 10. You walk as stealthily as you can down the cave. This whole place just reeks of something foul in the air. The stream next to you is bubbling and gurgling gently. You also feel kind of a unnatural warmth coming from farther inside the cave. From all the toil and trouble going on in there. In fact, I bet there's double. <laughs> of it. There's double bubbling. As you creep your way around the corner to where the light is being reflected from, you see a large cauldron set up in the middle of a small cave. Hmm. Underneath which a purple flame is burning And a steady stream of this sludge is pouring from the lip of the cauldron Into the the water There's no one around, it's just doing it on its own? Let me finish my description (laughs) 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 Sorry It wasn't the cauldron after all, it was actually a sentient cauldron (laughs) And then it rises up and says, ah, you've come to fight me It's got like a little mouth on the side Like one of those characters from Beauty and the Beast Cauldron that's caused all this Above the cauldron is this strange apparatus set up so it hangs out over the top of it and you can see a crystal there held in place as something is dripped slowly over the top of it into the cauldron. At the far end of the cave, you see a robed figure who slowly turns towards you. <laughs> Next time on the damage. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Woo. All right. Uh. 